Hello, and welcome to The Marvel Virgin, a podcast all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Paul, and I'm a Marvel Virgin. And my name is Kaylee, and I'm a Marvel whore. For each episode, Paul is watching a Marvel movie or TV series for the very first time, and with my help, we'll be delving into the good and not-so-good aspects of the MCU, and navigating the secrets and intricacies of this big and complex universe. If you'd like to send in any questions, comments, factoids, or even if you'd like to correct anything we've said, after all, we're not perfect, then you can tweet us at the Marvel Virgin. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the show. We haven't done an episode in a while. We've been so busy. We have very full and rich lives. (laughs) I wouldn't go that far, but we've been busy. (laughs) No, don't. Don't destroy the illusion. But the, <laughs> yeah, which means we're at Loki. We're at Loki now. We're in this was we're in 2021 things, very yes. much in the middle of 2021 things. So we're so very, very we recent. Yeah, last year it was like a slightly more normal world than the year before. Uh, Sli- yeah, slightly. But <laughs> yeah. In the summer it was, and then it kind of went downhill again in the winter. Yeah, but that seems to be the way of it now. I think that might just be life. <laughs> it's, the, it's the circle of life, as they say, yeah. <laughs> Um, I would say Loki is the official start of phase four. Personally. I would too. I yes. would too. Yes. I thought it did a really good job of setting things up. Yes. Like little blocks, little tesseract blocks, all in a little pyramid. <laughs> it's a setter upper. This is the base of the pyramid right yes. now, isn't it? Um, I like how it explained things because <laughs> I was, it, it has a lot to cover. <laughs> and it's, it, if it didn't explain things, I think people would be very frustrated because it's very confusing if you're not not being fed some, you know, issues as you go. You just like, what is happening? Exactly. exactly. And it, it, it verged on the patronising, but you know what? I feel like we needed to be patronised with how big and ambitious Phase 4 is obviously shaping out to be. Yes. And you know what? I think Loki himself is patronising. So that kind of fits with his tone. Mm. Mm. It's interesting that they do the setting up, the setter uppering um, with a villain as well, or <laughs> villain in inverted commas. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I'd say he's more of an anti hero. He's like mm. a, a, a really good, better version of Snape because Snape, I think, is still villain. This guy, he's more anti hero. Snape, yeah, Snape still acts out, and you, you look back over the books when you find out he was actually good, and you go, but you're still a bit of a douchebag. He's a massive douchebag. He's Neville's worst fear. Neville's parents were tortured to death by people mm. <laughs> or tortured to insanity, but he still fears Snape the most. Whereas Loki, I feel, he's kind of redeemed himself a few times. And although this version hasn't, technically, although he maybe has now. This is where it gets complicated. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you get to do my timey wimey. <laughs> Are you answerable for what your, what, um, your um, alternative version of yourself does? Because you would have made that decision in an alternative universe. Or would he? I have a big old note card about the concept. Oh my God, she has a whole note card. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Yeah, concept of free will. Because I did philosophy and ethics for A-level. And I was like, I'm going to tap back into that part of my head. (laughs) Oh my God, you're going to completely outwit me. I'm going to, my mind's going to be blown by the end of this hour. (laughs) We'll see. I mean, I'm going to, if I don't manage it, I'm going to blame the baby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> baby brain <laughs> I liked I mean I always liked Loki I, I just to be fair I was going into this a little bit dreading it in a way because I've always oh. I always felt like Loki's been in so many films and he's not like th- uh, one of the Avengers so I was worried that he'd be a bit overdone um yeah and be a bit like oh here's Loki again drag him out like because um this is this is 10 years this was released 10 years after tom hilson first played loki so it's been quite a long time to keep this one character going and other characters who are not avengers uh, tend to be the ones who get like little cameos like the nick fury the kind of characters but i love calling nick fury a cameo samuel jackson would not be pleased with you well he does like he's (laughs) he's major to begin with and then as it goes on like the last two avengers films he's not in it that much he just sort of turns up at one point and is like hi i'm samuel l jackson and does a thing and then disappears again yeah it's fair i don't think they're making him a tv show but who knows well yeah they've just 
they've just announced so many things so (laughs) (laughs) it's hard to keep up um I was looking forward to it because I I love Loki he's one of my Mm. favorite and Tom Hiddleston is a very good actor and I wanted him to have a good moment because I feel like I don't want to bring up that vest that he wore do you remember the vest that he wore the I heart Taylor Swift vest oh my god yeah yeah a bit of a downhill slump from there and I was like he needs he needs it, it felt a bit midlife crisis he, he did feel great and I was like oh people are really mocking him and I read this really sad interview where oh the woman who was interviewing him brought it up and then for some reason she decided to narrate everything that happened after she asked the question so she's like he puts down his his fork and the spaghetti carefully and stares into the distance for a moment and then recalls how he grazed himself so put the vest on he didn't realize everyone would mock him and I was like no oh no making it worse leave Tom Hiddleston alone it was probably that kind of action was probably so normal in the moment but the way she described it made it sound like some kind of wistful yes. tragic moment in a novel <laughs> I find it transcendent you because that whole interview I was just like I am uh, makes me want to rip off my own skin so he put the fork down looked to the window then Kathy appeared at the window <laughs> singing Heathcliff would be amazing <laughs> No, so I wanted him to have a moment because everyone was really like, oh, you know, Loki should be the new James Bond. And then, mm. then they changed their mind. And then, yeah, I, I just wanted, because he's brilliant. He's sort of night manager. He's great in that. He's very good, yeah. And um, and yeah, that, that was my worry, really, was that Loki was going to be overdone. It's like, uh, drag him out again. Here we go. Tom Hiddleston's career is going to go a bit downhill because he's just going to be tied into this one character. Um, and all the other roles he's ever played are just going to get forgotten about, which would be a bit unfair. Um, yes. But actually, no, I thought it was really good. It's not like the greatest thing. I mean, difficult to beat one division right now. I don't think anything ever will. But um, it wow, was... some people have said it's the best of the MCU shows. It's called. Oh, I no. know. These I... people not watched one division. They're well, just that's... incorrect in their opinion, honestly. But it got 92% on Russian Tomatoes. So it has that's done good. very well. Although The Guardians Review was damning. They were like over bloated, time boring I can't remember they just really didn't like it they were the only thing that is forever in the MCU is the franchise itself (laughs) Guardian have been giving mad reviews about stuff recently Doug and I saw like this play at the theatre and it it was like a really good like farcical fun thing it was nothing like big and philosophical or anything or esoteric or anything it was just really really fun um and we laughed a lot um and the guard and most reviews were like yeah it's re- it's really good it's nothing groundbreaking but it's fun but the guardian was like no it's terrible it's just <laughs> it's and i feel feel like they didn't like it because it wasn't anything grand and i'm like but people want fun sometimes you see you said it. i've noticed something about the guardian i don't know if every single show and play but they always release two reviews by different people and one's always very negative and one's usually very positive so it's almost like they're they're playing playing the field and they're going to get people riled up on either side so that they get the clicks i don't want to say that's true because i don't want to you know i don't accuse them of anything disappear mysteriously (laughs) yeah you know come for me guardian i know people who work there and they are all really lovely i just have noticed maybe it's nice because it gives a broader what's the word I suppose it Broad gives two, two sides to it. Like, if you if you like it, you'll agree with this review. If you don't like it, you'll agree with that review, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Because some people just would not go for... Like, some MCU fans will probably be like, oh, don't like Loki, for obvious reasons, and we'll get to that at some point. And other people are just, you know, the, the MCU fans who watch literally everything. So you need to have a balance. You need to have a balance, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I liked it. I think The Guardian was... That, that particular one was incorrect because it was bloated, but I felt like it, it deserved to be bloated. And it, I don't think it was bloated in like, it, I, I understood what was going on and I followed yeah. everything, um, mostly because I was being patronised the whole time by it, but <laughs> I really liked that. <laughs> well, same, man. I think it was still quite neat. It was only six episodes, right? Mm, so, yeah. you know, how much bloat can there be? It was trimmed, I would have thought. And I, it was, I think they dropped the first few and then the next few were released like at a later date and it was very stressful at the time oh so, really so it wasn't like a weekly thing well I seem to remember there was a pause but maybe I'm remembering it wrong it's been such a long time mm. 2020 was in a different place you know it was like there's actually a, there's actually more than a two-year gap between 2020 and now let's face yeah. it with yeah. all those weeks of lockdown 
<laughs> yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I'm, I'm sure it was a big pause there. I think it struck the right tone as well of being it was because it, it was very dark and quite sort of miserable and um, existentialist at times, and as but also very humorous in that as well. I very much thought of the Rick and Morty tone of yes. it's really bleak, but you're kind of laughing at the same time, um, and similar. I think that's very difficult to strike that tone. And I think they yeah. did that really well. Yeah, and it's a similar philosophy to Rick and Morty as well, because obviously they've got all the chimey timeline situations and different versions and all of that. And I, the whole I idea, if there's like infinite alternative versions of yourself, then like what's the point in you making any decision because any decisions made for like, and it, yeah, then it becomes like, well, what's the point in existing anymore? Then ah. just say bury ourselves in the front garden. Yes. <laughs> um yeah, no, I, I remember when I first saw the trailer for this, myself and quite a few fans, like our theories around it were just that this is going to be Loki and he's going to have to make the choice to die again and that, that will be how it ends. Mm. He will have to die to save, like, to, to save the world. And it was very bleak going in, but obviously it didn't quite do that. So that was sort of a... I like that too. That was my yeah. expectation because in that first episode, he's shown all like his misdeeds if he doesn't escape from um, yeah. uh, where he was in that timeline. And um, and he's obviously kind of upset about it. Mostly it seems to be upset about the fact that he eventually gets killed by Thanos. And um, it And yeah, I thought it would be like, well... I have to die. It's all part of the timeline. That's how we keep this one timeline. But then by the end, you're like, oh no, wait, this has gone completely what I didn't expect it to do. And yeah. I liked that. I, li I like to be surprised in that way. <laughs> I, yeah, it was like good zigging and zagging. I thought you were going to go this way. You went that way. It was grand. And also, I, I, my, my read was that he cried because he and his brother had finally you know, reconciled. And then it mm. was all taken away. I guess it would suck because you watch yourself do the right thing and make a good life. And then it's literally snatched away. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. Know, why be good? I do. I I, I really like what Disney's doing in um, that they the series the series is that they are commissioning are all like these six episode mini series that could have a second season, but they yeah. don't necessarily have to. And they're almost yeah. like these kind of they, they they've got a lot of plot to put into a film, so they think, well, we won't do a film because that will be two or two to three hours, really rushed and really chaotic. So let's do yeah. a few films. Let's put some like feature length films, but split it into six episodes. And then um, I think I think that's a really good idea because you're not sitting through a 22 episode Agents of Shield season. You're going through what is effectively a double film. Um, yeah, although they have just announced a 22 episode run of Daredevil. Really? I didn't yeah. realise it was going to be that long. I knew they'd announced it, but I was like, 22 episodes? I saw it. I saw a headline just before, just this morning at some point, probably 4am when I was doing a feed. But I was looking like, ah, I love it. <laughs> I love that that's going to happen because I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's that interesting. Maybe it's 22 half hour episodes. Maybe it's going to be some sort of twist or maybe someone was exaggerating with it more. Because I feel like even Netflix wasn't 22. Was it? No, Netflix only did a maximum of 13, sometimes 10. Uh, Defenders was eight. Episodes. So maybe it's, maybe it's going to be two series, you know, where it's like one season or two seasons, one season, but it's broken up into two, like they do. And it will be like one lot will be released and it'll be. But like they do, they do that with Stranger Things, don't they? They release like the first, like volume one, and then yes. there's a gap and then volume two. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would yeah, make yeah. more sense. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be something like that. But I mean, I'm looking forward to more Daredevil, obviously. So that. Yeah, it's really cool. I was sort of, I, I've, I've been waiting for this announcement for the Netflix characters to be um, announced in this way because like they disappeared from Netflix and then it automatically appeared on Disney. I'm like, ah, okay, Disney's, Disney's got his little grubby hands on this little monopoly of Marvel. Well, yeah, I mean, there was a big hint that was going to happen in one of the mm. upcoming projects that we will watch at some point and you will see. So, yeah, it's mm. cool because I love all those actors and I think they all really became their characters. So I would find it annoying if they had a new Jessica Jones or a new. They've all, exactly. And they've all got potential to come back and do things with the um, with other characters as well. I think it'd be really fun to see them match up with mm. like some of the characters that are in more of the family friendly Disney stuff. Um, and yeah, I think it's very exciting. It is. 22 episodes of excitement. 22 episodes of excitement, yeah. <laughs> I take back what I'm saying about Disney doing six episodes, and that's great. They're obviously getting a bit too ambitious now. <laughs> like, you like the bloat, bring it. <laughs>
let's shall we go into some plots go on then let's do it let's do it so um the the premise of loki is that so if we go back 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 to 2012 and the avengers <laughs> film where he's the villain and at the end he gets arrested but then obviously in avengers endgame we saw that all the avengers went back in time to get the it was the Tesseract that he had, wasn't it? To get the Tesseract off him to defeat Thanos. And in the process, Loki manages to escape in that from that, which obviously he didn't do originally, but this Loki now does. He disappears um, with the Tesseract. He nicks the yeah. Tesseract with him. Um, but they have to go back even further to get it. Exactly. Yes, that was it. They have to go back to like the 70s. That's right. Um, so he escapes with the Tesseract, which means that, um, he's created a new timeline where the events of Dark World, Ragnarok, and the other two Avengers films may have happened, but may not have done because he's he's gone blah, 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 off. Um, fractured as, the timeline. He's fractured the timeline, exactly. As a result of this action, he is arrested by the Time Variance Authority. Uh, and he's arrested for creating an alternative timeline. And the Time Variance Authority, or TVA, is a sort of, they're like an interdimensional police squad, and they prevent multiverses from evolving from the sacred timeline. They want one timeline, no deviance from that at all. Um, and whenever someone starts to deviate from it, they go in, they stop it happening, arrest the person, and they explode these little pod things that kind of break. They prune it. That's it. That was the word they used. They prune it, which I quite like. So I'm like, oh, I like pruning a flower. Snip, snip. Snip, which yeah, you can looking at what's coming up, you see like a couple of titles of the word multiverse in it. You're like, oh, I don't know how good a job you guys are pruning. Well, exactly, yeah, I get, presumably <laughs> this. If, <laughs> I was going into this like, well, the multiverse is going to become quite a big deal because I've seen the title of the new Doctor Strange <laughs> film. So <laughs> you get stuck um, a job. And it was quite good because the the multiverse had been mentioned before. Um, but I can't remember in what context. I think people have said the word multiverse, so it like drops these little Easter eggy hints in there. Um, but this is the first time that it's actually the idea of it is explained and what it is and what it what its status currently is. And it's all explained by this little cartoon character called Miss Miss Minutes, um, who I loved because I'm like, thank you, Miss Minutes, for explaining all of that to me. In the, most, <laughs> in the most childlike way possible. <laughs> She's so cute. I love her. I want her in my life to explain everything, to be honest. But um, yeah, a lot of people were saying that TVA is sort of representative of a higher being or God in this instance. It brings in the, the different versions of free will. Mm. And that's the first. So there's fatalism where everything's predestined. So you've got no point trying to change it. And you've got causal determination, which is where what happened before makes what happens next inevitable. Mm -hmm. And then you've got this version, which is theological determinism, where the higher power determines it all. So who, you know, mm. they take the one's choice and agency away. Are they good? Who gave them this power? Why are they, why are they in charge? That's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> I know. I was like, I wrote it all down. I was like, I don't know. I'm going to do these thoughts. <laughs> but they are. Um, yes. Yeah, so it's a, yeah, it's quite a deep, you kind of wish we could have invited a philosopher on the show to, <laughs> Disgusting. yeah yeah we should have done that really i don't know any that's the no. problem <laughs> I, could have one, I could have put a tweet out maybe and called one in but yeah i mean yeah at this point you're not quite sure who runs the tva you meet um at one point ravana renslayer who is she's a high, she's authority in there but you then she mentions the timekeepers who do run it but you don't meet the timekeepers yet so they're very mysterious so you're sort of like well who's Who's in charge of all this and why are they in charge of all this? And does, is it really such a bad thing if there are multiverses? Like it's, and nothing's really explained at this point, apart from the, the whole core concept by Miss Minutes, which. Um, yeah, but she's, yeah. she's propaganda tool, so we don't know. But. She's very um, like, um, I, I, I really thought I, when I was watching her bit, I really thought of the bit with Mr. DNA in Jurassic Park. Yes, 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 yes. It's we very should. much like that in that, you're you're kind of being you know you're being patronized by this but then you also need this bit to fully explain how they made the dinosaurs but yes. there's also a real sense of forced jolliness 
in her in that hi welcome to the tva we love you at the tva and then the little mr dna is like there's no danger in this dinosaur park they're just lovely dinosaurs and you're all fine and everything's fine what could go wrong they were nothing people yeah dino dna (laughs) yeah exactly and you're made of dna and that's and then the bit where he's like talking to richard attenborough and or richard attenborough is talking to himself and that's the thing there's all these kind of like yeah yeah and it's um it's 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 almost disney making fun of itself in a weird way um because disney's very like that in that it's like hi welcome to this park where nothing's dangerous at all look let's (laughs) three off this ride woo (laughs) yeah i think that is one of my favorite bits of dress part. I, I feel like I'm not going to get into a dress part debate, but they are better. The, that first film is the best film because it does all the talking and the science. And I feel like the new ones, they're not dinosaurs so much as just crazy monsters. The first they- film is the only, when you get right down to it, it's the only really good one. Um, yeah. I'm not even bothering to watch Jurassic World Dominion based on what everyone said about it. They even say that apparently um, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern are barely in it anyway. And it's like, almost. Well, what was the point in them coming? So I'm like, well, you know what? That would be the only reason for me to watch it anyway. So I'm not going to. Well, yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I read that it's about the the big threat to the world. Isn't all the dinosaurs running around? It's bees. (laughs) It's bees. It's bees. And I was like, bees? (laughs) What do you mean? Bees. No, I haven't watched it yet. Because I was like, well, that's just, that's just weird. It's like the dinosaurs are a subplot, but the main plot is bees. I don't know. I'm going to watch it one day, but not. Maybe there's an environmental message in there, like a climate change kind of thing. I've um, seen at the beginning of where it's too many bees, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe okay. but we want bees. That's the problem. <laughs> I know, they're going to make everyone like, we hate bees, kill the bees. <laughs> we make um, bees like these, this really awful, horrible thing, but we really need bees. <laughs> we do. You should always help a bee, guys. And, you know, free will debate. We didn't really... That was a segue, but we couldn't stop that from happening because something determined that would happen. Yes, yes. And <laughs> I suppose it introduces all these philosophical ideas, but doesn't provide what which one is correct at this point. And you, it's quite fun seeing it through Loki's eyes because you end up on his... You end up very much on his side, even though you're like... you, Even though he's coming off the back of probably his most evil moment, you are a bit like... Oh no, poor Loki. He's trapped here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and you're also like, I know Loki has the capacity for good. Because mm, we've seen him in the rest of the timeline. Yeah. So, you know, it would be like, oh, I mean, it'd be so dark. It'd be like taking any villain from history and letting them see an alternate timeline where they, they weren't a dick. And they're like, mm. oh, I mean, that completely confuses everything, doesn't it? That's why exactly. people say you can't go kill a Hitler baby because you, you don't know. It is. That's the thing. It's, it's, that's, that that was an, and yet another philosophical question is um because he gets shown um his his future deeds he's shown how his deeds caused the death of his mother Frigga and then uh lead to um Thanos killing him as well um and he it's sort of the question of do is he this Loki that we're seeing right now is he actually to blame for that because he technically has not done it his other self has done it um mm. so yeah how how guilty are the guilty on the hitler baby thing you know there was a deleted scene in deadpool 2 where deadpool reaches into hitler baby's crib <laughs> but in an extended scene he just changes his nappy but they had to cut it out because everyone thought he was just murdering the hitler baby <laughs> oh my God. deadpool pushes things a little too far sometimes maybe it's um, they push boundaries with humor certainly for sure um yeah sorry let's um Loki also meets one of TVA's agents, Mobius, played by Owen Wilson. Oh, I see um, who this is. Yeah, I know. I was, I was like, oh, I love him. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um uh, then the higher authority, like I said, is Ravenna Renslayer, played by Gugu Umbatha Raw. Um, and then she is answerable to the mysterious unseen timekeepers, who we meet a bit later on. And Loki has that little Christmas carol moment of seeing all his future acts and revising his entire life and la 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 la. la. Um he loki agrees loki's like because they want to basically execute him so that they can properly prune this timeline that he's created where he escapes um but he manages to sort of loki his way out of it um like he does and he agrees to help mobius to track down another loki time variant 
Um, and this Loki variant is killing TVA agents and stealing the little explosive devices that prune um, the timelines and therefore causing quite a bit of chaos and discord. Um, exactly, yeah. This Loki turns out to be a female version of Loki and she calls herself Sylvie. She manages to get away from them and sets off a bunch of explosives that cause many other timelines to start evolving from the sacred timelines. That causes lots of chaos and all the TVA agents are like, ah, and they run around a lot. Yes, as it goes on. So there was, I suppose, I felt like the sort of two episodes two, three, and four less happened in those ones, but it gave you time to fully digest the more well, philosophical elements of it and to really yeah. get to grips with the concept of it. Um, like when yeah. I was reading through the plot summary and to remind myself, I was a bit like, actually, not a lot happens other than you kind of meet Sylvie and they go on a few adventures together in order to, for you to fully understand what this how this works. Yeah, and I think the fact that they're chatting, you learn more about Loki as a whole. Like episode three, everyone loved because it confirmed that he's bisexual, which means he's the first canonically queer Marvel character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not going to show him I- kissing a guy though, are they? No, I mean, no, never. But they did have that little line. It was like, so it was like, oh, there must have been would-be princesses or maybe another prince. And he's like, bit of both. I suspect the same as you. Mm. But the director tweeted, right, the minute that went out, she was like, this was very important to me. It was my goal. That bisexuality is a part of who he is and who I am. So it's quite nice. It was nice that it was there. Mm. I don't know what they'll do with it. I doubt, yeah, I mean, it's Disney. I doubt we'll ever see anything that confirms it on screen happen that's not just someone talking about it until but. until many wealthy countries um change their laws around lgbtq plus people i don't feel they're going to do very much with it at all no. they've got they got their fingers in the russian and chinese economies too heavily right now yeah i imagine the line was probably cut as well from certain versions of loki across the world mm. so it's a shame but it was nice that it was there for people I said in an alternate timeline, it would have been shown all over the world. And That's loads. true. There is probably an alternate timeline where you don't have to worry about these kinds of things. And everything is just shown to everyone. And it's nice. Yeah. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Never mind. Um, Loki, Sylvie and Mobius, they get, they have like a few adventures in the, the sacred timeline and other timelines and stuff. Um, they gradually discover that Ravenna Renslayer is... Um, covering up the fact that the TVA agents are actually other variants of themselves and they don't realize this themselves either um mm. and there's something hidden and mysterious going on in the TVA so and Ravenna Rensley I I feel like she I'm glad that there's a second season commission because I feel like she needed a bit more exploration um yeah. because she is trying to she is the authority she's trying to hold it all together but she herself doesn't seem to know what's going on she's just sort of ambitious and likes the power of it yeah in a way would you say the same i would they reminded me of the wizard of oz like it was very wizard of oz wasn't it yeah yeah like behind that big don't look at the three androids hidden behind the screen yeah yeah so like who's controlling them that's what we won't know i assume we'll find out either in a new series of loki or elsewhere in the marvel universe Mm. surely because we know big things are going to come up it's very, very possible. And I thought I really like the actress who plays her. She was Martha Jones's sister in Doctor Who, which I think is crazy that she's well, come this far. She played Martha Jones's sister. She played Martha Jones's sister back in oh, like 2000. Oh. And it would have been 2007. That's <laughs> a long way to come. People are talking about Martha Jones coming back, by the way, for the new series of Doctor Who. But I don't know mm. that as, an, as the companion. We'll see. Maybe, maybe it's possible. Perhaps, perhaps. Um, yes. They event Ravenna Renslayer eventually takes them to meet the timekeepers who are like these sort of tall, three tall, glowy eyed things with big, deep voices. But they turn out to be androids in a very sort of Wizard of Oz kind of way. So there's something else hidden behind them, which I I get the impression Ravenna Renslayer was kind of thrown off by that, too. So, again, who's in charge of all this? Who's running all this? Um, Someone so evil, surely. (laughs) Someone, someone very evil, someone very powerful, Hmm. I would assume. Um, Renslayer prunes Loki and as a result of that he wakes up in a world full of other Loki variants I love this bit this was yeah, so funny fun. this is very fun I mean the, the moment you see Richard E. Grant in something I'm like oh this is gonna be fun <laughs> he was so excited to be in it as well he was tweeting so much about it at the time oh really 
Yeah. Why would you not? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I love him. He's like so famous, but he's so enthusiastic about it. It's almost like he's brand new to the everything he's ever done. He's so happy to be there. That's it. It's it's um it's it's really sweet. And um yeah, and yeah, he tweets very well, doesn't he? He's he, yeah. I love him. He, yeah, he deserves to be happy. He played like um uh, there were many there have always been rumors throughout the years of him being Doctor Who. Um, and he sort of played Doctor Who in like this like animated one-off thing they did for I think it was like the 40th anniversary or something like that. Yeah. But um Russell T. Davis himself said, No, I'd never employ him to be Doctor Who. I'm not a big fan of his acting. <laughs> no, I was no. like, wow. has he not seen Spice World? What's wrong with him? I know. <laughs> Gosford Park. I mean, <laughs> honestly, what a, what a mean thing to say. I hope well, I don't. I can't remember the exact quote. I think it was more like, "I feel like he wouldn't be suited to it" or something. I'm not sure, but um, oh, quite as harsh as that. He's a terrible actor. He's not for me. <laughs> I don't think he's any the terrible actor. I think he said, "I'm just not as I'm not a fan" or something along those lines. I think he said, and lots of people were like, "Oh, okay." I felt we everyone felt like he was perfect for it because he's kind of like tall and grand and gaunt but also comical at the same time so yes. oh, well he can just find and he'll find a new show I feel like you know he's owed something I don't know what it will be but he's going to get something big he's got many many possible things that he can do in his life he's very 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 um versatile yeah persuasion I don't know that that was you know going to be a highlight of his career being as everyone was he in persuasion him. oh he was the father wasn't he yeah mm, yeah I haven't watched it but I've read the reviews <laughs> I've read a lot of reviews, but you know what? I'll talk about this another time. But I just think that people are very angry about persuasion where she's being like happy and funny and not miserable and bitter. And I feel like that's a good thing because you know times have changed. Women possibly. Can't... I I just enjoy I the, I enjoy the um how people mocked the trailer and some of the some of the lines they had in it where where it's like. This doesn't oh, yeah. feel very Jane Austen. It feels more Bridgerton-y <laughs> at the moment. It's like, oh, they, they, con- they condense one paragraph, like, we were worse than estranged. We were exes. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, one bit, she she's just talking to, not Wentworth, the other guy, the one Henry Golding plays. And she's like, oh, you're very rich. And he goes, and handsome. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Like it. I mean, that's how people should, you know, it's nice different sometimes, but I haven't watched so, it. Someone tweeted a picture of her as Anne Elliot and said, this Anne Elliot definitely has an iPhone. Yes, I feel like she, she knows what it is. She's got, no- <laughs> she's got She's got that look of like, I'm going to look on TikTok now. <laughs> anyway, back to Loki. Um, let me see. So, yeah, he's in a world full of Loki variants. There's like an alligator Loki. Um, President Loki. President Loki. Um, there's like a big aggressive kind of Loki. There's all sorts of different Lokis all in there. Um, yes, yes, child Loki. And um, and this is a place called the Void. Um, and nothing returns from the Void. They all have to like live there. But of course, they all end up fighting each other because they're Loki. In yeah. you know, uh, when you get right down to it. Um, and there's also this big cloud creature called Eliath there, and that destroys everything and kind of keeps them in keeps them scared and in line i suppose um but sylvia mobius managed to get to the void yay um and they work together to destroy Eliath and see what's hiding behind behind the curtain <laughs> so to speak um so yeah they uh behind Eliath, there's now another world there's like another hidden bit uh behind everything um, and Loki and Sylvie meet a mysterious man with a desk in a lovely office. Um, and he calls himself He Who Remains, but he says that he has other names in alternative versions of himself as well. He's such a classic villain, isn't he? Because he's like, here's my 50-minute speech. <laughs> and you're like, okay. I, he has a monologue, he has a desk and a big chair, a dark he's office. What do you think he does in there? Like, does he fill in forms or do emails or anything? Or does he just sit there and go... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. doodles. Doodles little pictures of himself with a crown on. Crosswords. Wordle. Yeah. He does Wordle every day. I love that. Wordle every day. Oh, he designs Wordle for everyone in the world. He made Wordle. Yes. <laughs> We're on to you. He <laughs> the actor, Jonathan 
Majors, who plays him, has also been cast in the MCU as Kang the Conqueror. So I looked up He Who Remains. I yeah. decided to do some reading myself. And there is, isn't it like that's like the same character, but an alternative version of himself, I think, in the comic books anyway. Yeah, so he's Nathaniel Richards and he's like a direct descendant of either Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four or he's a distant descendant of Doctor Doom. Mm. And, you know, Kang the Conqueror sounds like one of the bad versions of of him but there isn't actually an equivalent scenario in the comics this is like brand new content for the right. yeah but he's basically like, yeah and this yeah. guy the one they meet isn't kind of conqueror he's a formerly good he who he's a formerly good version of himself but one of the bad versions is going to spin off and take over when everything yeah i don't know <laughs> Shut <up. laughs> you know like is fine but you know after the end that's the kind of the conqueror version i think right he's a, okay he's never timeline to fit this is this is where it this is where it's going to get complicated and they're going to have to gradually build this up is that like okay which which version are you is going to be the question in well, all things these films where they keep pausing it and go so you're probably wondering how we ended up here and we'll be like yes we are please tell us everything <laughs> let's just pause and recap yeah <laughs> like an emperor's new groove rewinding and scribbling yes yes like an emperor's new groove yeah yeah or when he scribbles him out and goes, uh, just to remind you, this is film is about me, not about yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so he who remains. I thought he was really good. He was very sort of um, campy, but quite but menacing, um, quite amusing as well. Like very, very, um, very 90s Disney villain, I yes. felt. That's what we want. That's like, yeah, that's all I want, really, from a villain. After Elizabeth Hurley, all I want is a campy villain now. <laughs> yeah, after Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, one that doesn't, doesn't talk like this all the time. Like, she's trying to force the English accent out. Well, she's got something in her mouth. <laughs> it's got, yeah. <laughs> um, so He Who Remains explains that he, many years ago, stopped a multiversal war between his variants. Um, and that, and so, and then used Eliath, the big cloud thing, to destroy all the multiverses and create one sacred timeline with just one version of himself. And then he created the TVA to maintain that and to ensure that that stays the case and there isn't another big destructive war. Um, I. It was interesting. They, he explained all of this, but even by the end of the series, you didn't really find out if what he said was true or not, yeah. or the extent of the truth of it. Because um, yeah. I felt I like, like I didn't. I didn't trust everything he was saying. Well, no, he's super shady, and he's all like, Mirr. so yeah. I wouldn't trust someone who's like, Mirr. no, I mean, you'd be fooled to trust someone who's like, Mirr. <laughs> Mirr. yeah. Um, he says he doesn't want to do it anymore or something, or he's he's like, yeah, I'm getting too old for this shit. He was like, I designed it all so you guys would get here and either take over or kill me. <laughs> right? Yes, he gives him a choice. He's like, I if you kill me, you can. <laughs> here I am. But yeah. um, but that would uh, that could risk another multiversal war or no, take he, yes, yeah. But he said it'll just reset and he'll appear again. Didn't he? Oh, really? I don't know. This, I don't know. I, I, it probably did. <laughs> I can't. Kill me or take my place, basically. Right. Okay. Yeah. That is. That is. That was the. That was the long and short of it, basically. Um, Sylvie's like, let's kill him. Loki's like, no, I'm an anti-hero. I feel like we shouldn't. Um, but Sylvie wins out. They have a little fight, and she sends Loki back into the TVA, and she then kills he who remains. And he gets running off to find Mobius. He does. He goes running off to find Mobius. But because he who remains has been killed, chaos ensues. Many different timelines are sprouting out of the sacred timeline now. And, and Mobius- everyone's like, ah! Yeah, they are. Ah, our heads are falling off. And Mobius doesn't even remember who Loki is. Mm. And, and the big statues of the timekeepers have been yep. replaced with statues of he who remains. So what has happened? But it ends there. They should probably have just taken his job. 
yeah yeah it probably would have made more sense really but then like I said you didn't you weren't really sure whether to believe him or not like you kind of thought well you say there was like this horrible multiversal war between all your variants but what if actually that wasn't the case and it was actually quite nice that there were all these variants like well yeah but there's like he's giving you two options there must be a third option to take yeah yeah that's true but they don't take it they kill him they killed him she killed him him. um I quite like that the finale had all those um it's like a I don't know an oral mosaic of quotes and voiceovers Mm, that was nice because you had like Star-Lord dance off bro and you had Black Panther with his Wakanda forever and you had Neil Armstrong and Nelson Mandela there was I remember this I was very good even though it was a, a lot of talking it was a very good finale in that sense it was very like cinematic mm. dramatic yes it was and I think it ended with so, leaving you wanting so much more because yeah you wanted, like it it wasn't concluded not like like WandaVision was sort of quite nicely concluded even though you know these characters are going to turn up again but yeah. that one was pretty much Loki was pretty much left on a full-on cliffhanger <laughs> well yeah it's like i'm the start of phase four phase four phase yeah. four, for a multiverse war la, 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 la. <laughs> oh you <laughs> thought you were safe with these self-contained stories well here we go another saga Broop. it was he who remains all along <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah so i i thought it was good i would say what you know one division still my top top but this was pretty high up there it was yeah I, I can't work out why maybe I was maybe we were just I suppose WandaVision um gradually revealed things in a much more unconventional way whereas a bit I guess Loki is philosophical and deep but it's it's a bit more conventional in that you kind of follow the one character all the way through whereas yeah WandaVision yeah. was more of an ensemble I suppose yeah it's WandaVision kind of works as a standalone in a weird way you just need to know roughly their backgrounds like you said Doug was able to watch it and really enjoy it whereas I feel like this is much more like you have to kind of know have a good grasp of the MCU to yeah do- oh my god I t- can't imagine watching this with Doug and having to explain the f- even the first bit to him you'd be, you'd be doing the scribbling on the tv and stuff wouldn't you I do yeah I'd be I'd be that um that meme from it's always sunny in Philadelphia with all the like the the different like um strings and stuff and the guy in front like ah! <laughs> yeah that would be you going insane yeah okay. I just think it's it's less accessible in that sense so maybe that's why it's not quite as grand but I do think that Doug will like Ms. Marvel when you get to it yes lots of people have been saying really positive things about Miss Marvel so I'm looking forward to that to I get love that one it was very good um but, but yeah. a lot of things have been released in between so I have to watch so many other things which I'm sure much of it is quite good as well so yes <laughs> There's not really many clangers to, to get through. So you're all right. There's, a, there's, mm. the, old, there's the old clang. Clang. Um, but it'll be there's fine. There's always going to be. <laughs> more like a clunk. Yeah. You know, so, oh, ew, guns. Why? Why'd you do that? Mm. You silly yeah. people. What would you give it out of five? Mm, four. I'll give it a four out of five. Like, cool. there were a couple of bits where I was a bit like, okay, like, not so engaged now but then I think the last couple of episodes especially really like tied it together whilst left it on a cliffhanger and it was it it's really like I said really felt like the base of the pyramid like they've they've now given you the first part of the next sort of saga it felt very much like the start of something there mm. and that and they upped the excitement of that and made you think oh I really want the like the next film the next series or whatever um to see where other characters are going to come uh sneaking in basically um so yeah yeah i have a good solid four would you give it four would you give it more less i think i'd give it a four as well um because i enjoyed it a lot but i mm-hmm. i think because i'm comparing everything to one division as my five one division now the standard isn't it <laughs> it is yes it's hard you know it's hard so maybe it's a four and a half i'll give it a four and a half that feels fair doesn't it mm. yeah i yeah. think four and a half yeah yeah, and I, I love so. I love Loki Tom Hiddleston, and I I liked his hopeless narcissistic romance with himself in it. Mm. So, but that was great. We want I'd quite like to see more Sylvie pop up at some point. So he is kind of the perfect character in order to introduce it because it he like you say the narcissistic element of it means that when he meets himself in different versions, there's going to be a sort of a bit of a rivalry, but a a connection in a. Yeah very sort of complex way in a way that if it was Captain America doing this 
it would just be like, hey, you're Captain America. Hey, I'm Captain America. Hey, we're heroes. And that's it. It would just be on one level. Yeah. Whereas this is like, oh, my, there's so many, so many layers to this. It's like a... And they're all kind of good, but they're all betraying each other. But they all hate each other, but they all love each other. And yeah. Yeah. It's twisted. That's what we want. It's like EastEnders, but really highbrow version. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, I read a bit of trivia that I thought was very amusing. Um, which uh, you might have read this also, but um, it said, um, you know how Marvel's like really strict about spoilers and sometimes actors don't accidentally revealed something they've got in trouble for it and that sort of thing. So um, Owen Wilson um, said that he accidentally let it slip that he grew a moustache for the role. Like that's the only spoiler (laughs) that he really gave. But he said that later that day, he received an ominous text from an unknown number saying strike one. Oh my God. (laughs) He said it might have been Kevin Feige. Is it Feige? I've heard people saying Feige and I'm like, is it? Is it pronounced that? Maybe it is. Um, But he said he thought it was him using a burner phone. (laughs) (laughs) Which made me think of Line of Duty with all the different burner phones flying around. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's so dramatic. I would feel really stressful being in the Marvel Universe, I think, for that reason. I know, I know. You just can't reveal anything. So how would you do, like, how can you possibly do an interview if you can't reveal anything other than, yes, I am, I am Thor. I am in this. That's it. You can't even reveal the character. You're just like, I'm in it. Yeah, I I might be Thor. Wink. (laughs) Who knows who I am? I want Mobius to appear again on a jet ski. Mobius? Yes. Owen Wilson's character. Because he loves jet skis, doesn't he? Who Owen Wilson does or Mobius? The character does. He loves jet skis. Does he? I don't remember that bit, but yeah, okay. <laughs> I'd love that monologue. too. He has that long, long monologue about jet skis. He's very eloquent about them. And I kind of had this little thought maybe he had a jet ski in a previous life because he's got like pictures of them. And I was like, I want him to appear in another episode or another movie just sailing by on a jet ski in the background. It could be um, um, a mid credits moment where he's yeah. just like going along the jet ski. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he needs. I want that for him. You know, stuff like that. They they are really like series nowadays because the people watch them repetitively. They'll take some like tiny element of the first series and bring it into the second series at some point. So they might do that. They might have him on a jet ski. And then all the like the Reddit people will be like, oh, my God, he mentioned jet skis in episode three. I'm one of those people. (laughs) Yes, I'm becoming one of those people. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, you said you have a quiz. I do have a quiz. Let me find this quiz. Oh, here we go. Everyone has a little Loki in them. What yeah. type are you? This sounds quite dirty, doesn't it? Everyone has a little Loki in them. Okay. <laughs> so, Kaylee, pick your favourite Thor trilogy character. Thor, Loki, Odin, Jane Foster, Valkyrie, or Darcy Lewis? Oh, oh, oh. Darcy. Darcy, nice. Imagine if I'm, oh, I feel like if you pick Loki, you just like you break the quiz and you become all the Lokis. And then my, my iPad just explodes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, pick an infinity stone and a power, space, mind, time, reality, soul. Soul. No. Yes. Yeah. You sure? I think that was the least evil one, wasn't it? We worked it all out once. The soul, you have to kill someone in order to get it. I don't want that one then. No, that's <laughs> what they do. What they do is not evil. In terms of what they do. Soul. Uh, what were they again? Let's go for it. Mind. Power, is- space, mind, time, reality, soul. Mind. Okay. Pick a Marvel villain you'd want to see reforms. So Thanos, Hela, Ultron, Agatha Harkness, Eric Killmonger, or the Grand Master. Agatha. <laughs> of course. All along. Yeah. Pick your favourite non-Loki Tom Hiddleston character. Ooh. So you got James Conrad in K- Kong Skull Island, Thomas <laughs> Sharp in Crimson Peak, Adam in Only Lovers Left Alive. I don't know that one at all. Jonathan Pine in The Night Manager, The Great Escapo in Muppets Most Wanted, or <laughs> No Tom, Only Loki. I'm going to pick the night manager because he is very good in that. I wouldn't say he's my favorite character, like in terms of like the character, but he's, his acting is, is very good. Yeah. 
pick your least favorite OG Avenger. So Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow, Thor, Hulk, Hawkeye. Your least favorite. Hawkeye. 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 <laughs> wow, you said that very quickly. Poor Hawkeye. I just don't care for him. He uh, has a mean look to him. A mean look. Just because he has a Mohican. No, it's not that. It's the oh, I can't disassociate him from uh, I'm not doing this. I'm, there's people who <laughs> He's got, we've got a whole series of Hawkeye coming up, so we can I, dis- dissect that then. I thought to that point. <laughs> okay, pick the decade you were born in. Do you want me to say it or do you want me to just click it? <laughs> just click it, it's fine. There you go. It's the same as mine, so I know. Um, <laughs> all right, pick a Loki quote. So, I only ever wanted to be your equal. An ant has no quarrel with a boot. Trust okay. my rage. I have been falling for 30 minutes. Your saviour is here or the sun will shine on us again. I love all of them. Um, I like, I've been falling for 30 minutes. That was funny, wasn't it? Uh, Pick the Guardians of the Galaxy character you'd most want to hang out with. So Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, Rocket, Groot, Mantis. Gamora. Of course. Pick a non-Marvel franchise. So DC Extended Universe, Harry Potter, Mission Impossible, Jurassic Park, X-Men or James Bond. It's so annoying, isn't it? Because I know which one. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick Harry Potter because I was in the first film and I thought that's fine. You know, I'm not doing it for JK. I'm doing it for me. You're allowed to like the art, if not the artist. Yes. (laughs) Finally, pick the Marvel character you'd most want to see cameo on Loki. So Thor, Scarlet Witch, Captain America, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, or Phil Coulson? Hmm. I feel like Scarlet Witch would be interesting with the... Hmm. Uh, I should point out, they, it says Captain America, and then it's got a picture of Sam Wilson. Well, yeah, that he is. Captain America. Yeah. yeah. Just in case that changes your mind in any way. It doesn't. I still think Scarlet Witch would be the most interesting in terms of like what she can do and power-wise. Mm, I think so. Ooh, your Avengers Infinity War, Loki. You are the best you have ever been. Ah! <laughs> You've grown so much recently and you're willing to make big sacrifices for others and embrace the love in your heart, including die for someone. <laughs> oh, look at me. That does sound about... <laughs> right, let me take it for myself. So... I was worried you were going to be like, assemble. I was like, no. Right, assemble now. <laughs> uh, okay, favourite Thor trilogy character. I'll do Valkyrie. I like Valkyrie. I do too. I just yeah. saw the new Thor film, actually. You saw it? Yeah, I went to baby cinema for it. Baby uh, cinema, I love it. It makes me think of like a tiny cinema, but it's not. It's just got babies in. It's just got babies in, causing chaos. But yeah, we, we it was all right. It's a bit long we wasn't bad when we get there i'll talk about it again properly but... we'll get there eventually yeah <laughs> no spoilers now um infinity stone i'm gonna go with reality yeah so i figure good. if you're like wanting to cross a river and there's no bridge you can just be like oh bridge but what if the bridge wasn't real so you stand on it and just fall through but it's reality stone so it makes it real no yeah i guess so you just have to concentrate because I swear when Thanos uses the reality stone to make something that's not there, they can still touch it. Like that's it's still solid. Yes. I think. I've got I've, I've have to rewatch and fight no, <laughs> check my facts on that one. Um, that bridge, yeah, just check. <laughs> exactly. Um pick a Marvel villain you'd want to see reformed. Maybe Killmonger. I think that could be interesting. He was quite like on the edge of being good. It's not that they had to throw in the murder just to make you remember he was the bad guy. I feel like he's the yeah, he's the most possible for reformation in yeah. a way. Um, favorite non-Loki Tom Hilson character. I'm gonna go with the one in Muppets Most Wanted because I love Muppet stuff. Um, least favorite OG Avenger Captain America. They should do a whole Marvel MCU spin-off, like you know, fractured timeline where they are all just Muppets. Yeah. Isn't there an episode of Community where they're all puppets? It's not very good. And that's season four, so I don't count it. But yes, there is. (laughs) Uh, Decade you were born in. Click. (laughs) Loki quote. I'm going to go with the ant and the boots one. 
That is good too, but it's very dark. You might end up a dark Loki for that. Maybe, maybe. Who am I going to hang out with out of Guardians of the Galaxy? I'm going to go with Groot because he's so cute. Yeah, and you could just have the best conversations with him. Exactly. And he can like do things like extend himself in that. Is that what That's you it. want? I say do things. That's all <laughs> you can do, really. Yeah, he can do things. Like he can do and- things, yeah. Um, another franchise. I'm going to go with X-Men. I like X-Men. You do like the X-Men. A Marvel character you'd most like to see cameo on Loki. I'm torn between Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange. So I'm going to go Doctor Strange because you said Scarlet Witch. I think Doctor Strange could be interesting. Oh my God, I'm Thor the Dark World, Loki. Oh, what does it say about you? Uh, You've You're starting to mature and put more thought into your decisions. You've experienced regret and loss, but you're now trying to learn and grow more than ever before. I have oh. potential. Yay. Yeah. Ah, oh, you wonder you'll be. It's kind of like how we are in terms of our MCU knowledge, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm growing. I'm growing. What? And I'm putting thought into my decisions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> into my into when I'm choosing whether I like or dislike something. More thoughts. Yeah. Rather than just like, I don't like it. Oh, oh, superheroes are late. <laughs> um, cool. Before I say what um, is coming next. I have another bit of trivia, which I thought was quite fun. It is the scene where Loki is meeting Sif over and over again. Yes. And uh, he cuts off a bit of her hair. Apparently that happens in Norse mythology. Ah. Um, And in the tale, the god of mischief cuts all of Sif's hair off. When Thor finds out, he beats Loki until Loki agrees to find the black elves, dwarves who who had the magical ability to create and grow hair. So it's a little reference to Norse mythology there. I love their friendship. He's just like, you just stole my girl's hair. I'm going to make you go get some more. It's the Norse mythology is weird in that way. It's like, we're going to meet the Black Elves and they have the power to grow hair. And you're <laughs> like, oh, uh, okay. Do anything else? No, that's just it. Okay, that's fine. It, yeah, they, they grow their hair and you go, so what else can you do? They're like, no, that's it. You have to grow their hair. I could do Similar, similar material. We just need to think about it. As long as it's hairish or some kind of, but maybe they can grow nails. Ugh, no, that's a bit grim, actually. I guess if you're cold, that is a useful skill. And I suppose they could curse you by growing your nose hair, so it all like comes out in like a long strand, and you can't get rid of it. Would that be the most annoying place to grow your hair? <laughs> or would there be others? <laughs> I guess not. No. <laughs> it, would be, it would look gross, and then people would reject you because you look gross. I guess. Just walking around with little scissors. Yeah. But you'd have to constantly be cutting it all the time. (laughs) Yucky. Right. What is next? I can't even remember what's next. It's been so long. It's not that. We've done that. I know. It's a a film next. It's (gasps) Black Widow. You do. Mm. Okay. Moment. This is interesting. Okay. I'm interested to see how they get in Dead Black Widow. Yes. And you know what? It'll be extra interesting in terms of timing because just saw Stranger Things number four. And Mm. Hoffa was in it in his skinny Black Widow form. So. He also (laughs) plays like a dad who's trapped in. Well, he's got connections to Russia anyway, so. He's hot stuff at the moment because of Stranger Things. He's in a play in the West End at the moment, isn't he? He did see that, yeah. Well, it makes sense because I guess he's married to Lily Allen, so he probably wants to do some more stuff UK-based, right? Oh, yes, he is married to Lily Allen, yes. And then her dad is, like, famous actor too, so. And her brother. <laughs> her brother, yeah. He's not done anything for a while. He should try and find some more work. He's good. You're recovering from torture and... Ramsey Bolton's castle. There we go. I was like, what's yeah. the character's name? Well, he was in Jojo Rabbit, but as such a non-character. Have you seen Jojo Rabbit? Yeah, it was a bit of a small, very small role, wasn't it? Yeah, he just sort of, we don't think he even speaks, does he? I can't remember, to be honest. I literally can't remember his character at all. Well, Alfie, good luck. Maybe you can get into the MCU via your... We wish you well. Maybe we'll talk about you more in the next podcast episode. <laughs> due to the vague degrees of separation you have from one of the actors in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to an episode of The Marvel Virgin. 
If you'd like to join in the conversation, you can tweet us at The Marvel Virgin. We hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll tune in to the next fact-filled episode.